I would say that. I'd be still, it's still horsepower terrifying. With any of those things, like the yeah. common thing with all of our engine builders and everybody we talk to, unmanageable. Like really? Literally dangerous. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. And uh, we started this podcast uh, because we love talking about cars. We are an automotive shop based here in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, on this episode, we are going to be discussing... Do you need more power as they play with the Viper engine? Yeah. <laughs> Do you need more? Yeah. More power, yes. Because... Uh, Be more. I know. <laughs> In today's uh, world of YouTube, uh, the tubes, the tube. it is, yeah, it has become a staple to not have anything less than a thousand horsepower doesn't everybody have a thousand yeah, yeah everybody's got to know somebody common. that has a thousand. <laughs> yeah. everybody's yeah. got a buddy exactly yeah. and so we're going to be discussing that today um <laughs> i think it is going to be a lot of fun uh so before we get started though how has the week been for you guys glorious Oof. Mm. yes mm. I, I don't agree. No, <laughs> no. no, it's so been a, it's been a good it's week, good, but it started out challenging. But it's yeah. been good. So, Rob, why, why has the week done. been for you, or, or why has the week been glorious? What's been your highlight? Uh, ooh, highlight. Wow. Um, well, I've been working on the Skylark still, right? So it's it's it keeps going and going and going. I did a bunch of exhaust work on it. We got a, a huge shipment of vibrant parts. So I, I made a bunch of progress on that. It solidified the exhaust tip situation for the Skylark. is going to be coming out the back of their, the quarter panels right behind the rear wheels. Uh, so we got that all locked down. And now I'm working on flushing in the front windshield on it. Oh, and yeah. being a convertible, there's a whole bunch of extra challenges associated to that, like the inside A-pillar, outside it used to have these nice stainless caps and everything on all that. We're doing away with all that. We're going to make it all in carbon. So we're starting the process of that, and it's it's exciting. It's it's it's, it's a hugely monumental yeah. amount of work. A lot of thought goes into this kind of stuff. It's it's a major expense too. Very labor intensive. Very labor intensive, but it's awesome. It's going to look so sick. So I'm pretty pumped on that right now, and that's been kind of like the core of what my week is. It's been good. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Me, I've just been jumping all over the place, doing Viper things, chasing parts, finishing little projects up, trying to get little things done because, as you know, our new guy had some personal things happen. So Sad. He got something started that I was hoping to get finished that I ended up having to finish. So, yeah, yeah. it was a challenging week. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good dude. You know, I hope everything in, in his life works out and... Yeah, we get to see him back. again because maybe know, he'll be back. Maybe, maybe I, back. I <laughs> felt like we kind of all gelled pretty, pretty nice. I know, was, yeah. You know, we have a pretty small team, and it's nice. You kind of put a, we put a lot of value in that, right? Mm -hmm. so, so hopefully, it gets it sorted and he comes yeah. back. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Other awesome. than that, just regrouping and trying to make a new plan and carry on. Yeah, sweet. You've been working on a Viper. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Putting Viper uh, things full exhaust system in the viper headers we took the intake manifold off of that and it got cerakoted a bunch of cool things happened into that yeah. it's a it's a returning customer so it's he's been chipping away at it so mm. 
That's kind of why I chose the Viper for the smoking uh, centerpiece. I see. Because it's just dope. Yeah, I love it. But it's Vipers. not a great car. No. It's just sick, though. <laughs> I've, I've not driven one yet, but I just love how they sound and how they look. Yeah, they yeah. sound and look amazing, but not a great car. They're not car. great cars? Yeah, yeah <laughs> great car. No, I love, like, looking at the car, like, the the side panels, uh, like the, the sill panels down the rockers yeah. how they fold around the exhaust with the side dump and it, it's just and then the under tray arrow and everything that they yeah, that they put into it it's actually a pretty sick car it's a cool car it's, it's just, kind of unfortunate it's, with like the when it was made it was kind of like the quality standard was not, from that manufacturer yeah, yeah. was really not that great yeah. and so there's lots of things that just kind of suffer but if you want a raw car it's it. it doesn't That's get no much more raw than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. V10. Oh. I think we're just spoiled and when everything is just so refined now that yeah. you just don't anticipate little creaks and groans and rattles. And by that time, anyways, I think it's 2009. Like, mm-hmm. we're well into like really refined cars. Yeah. Yeah. So that I got to say, that though, it's like, almost like kind of hot rod ish. Yeah. You know I mean? The cobble. And I, I, I kind of like that. Like, I still. I really, really want one. Yeah, me so too. I, every time I see one, I was like, regardless of of, you know, <laughs> of its failings, I yeah. still really want one. Yeah, if you want that visceral car experience where you're in control, that's the one because it wants to kill you every time yeah. you drive it. So I want to get maybe the Gen One or the Gen Five, well, like the, the original, Gen, the original <laughs> with one, all is the, the terribleness. Worst one, man. no door handles. <laughs> that was like one of those meet your hero things. I went to a shop and they had it tore apart because it had been in a, like a minor accident, and Dude, the chassis bad. under it looked like it was like a utility fr- trailer. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Box tubing? Yeah, it was box tubing. It was so bad. <laughs> I feel like even though, like... Well, wasn't wasn't Lamborghini Early Lambos, of, yeah. yeah. Of Dodge the at that time? And Lambos were exactly the same. Mm. Old Ferraris. Yeah, but Lambos were, had like a same. center section and then all the outrigger pieces to hold the fenders and body panels yeah. on was like one inch square tubing so that was a little disheartening because you expect <laughs> to see magic under there yeah, yeah. Nope. And you're like oh man this is some old hot rod shit yeah but at least it had a center structure that the whereas the viper is just all tube even this one's just all steel tube mm. that's so, cool though like i, I mean, put my light on it and went clink, and i was like oh shit this is steel chassis pretty cool i anticipated cool. it being aluminum because oh. it's like big box section but yeah yeah so, Wow. Yeah, it's a sick car. It's a sick car. It's a sick car. It's weak. It needs lots of refinement. But. Mm-hmm. So but he's not going to add twin turbos? No, I don't even know where you <laughs> no. put those things. <laughs> People well, do them all the time, it, though. So this kind of leads into our subject matter of today, but like, doesn't, doesn't he, a Jaddy has one, yeah? He has like yeah, some he has silly, a crazy, crazy, silly, oh, silly Viper. 3,000. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're going to get the solve for that. <laughs> you're going yeah. to be making some room. Yeah. <laughs> so that is actually a good segue to the topic of today's discussion. So we're just going to dive right in. <laughs> Do you need more power? You always need more power. It's just how much power is manageable. True. Mm. So I can't. And, and it always comes back to like, you know, like the, the underlying core of what are you building your vehicle for, right? You know, yeah. Jaddy's Viper is 3,000 plus horsepower, oh but gosh. he uses it for like the standing mile stuff or yeah. something, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. that's so cool. So it kind of makes sense in that respect, right? Yeah, but you're not driving that to the grocery store. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you might try but it like, one time. No. But, <laughs> but like he's he's got a lot of cars that are yeah. like crazy power and he's in pursuit of more always. Yeah, but... He's, there's a lot of other levels to just making power. 
Oh, of course. So while he's always chasing his like transmissions and mm-hmm. differentials and all these type of things that are also crazy expensive. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of making a thousand, thousand horsepower because now you're everything has to be able to handle everything. it. So yeah. it just snowballs and gets wild so fast. Well, like we know a couple of GTR standing mile guys, and it's like they're putting thirty five thousand dollars transmissions in twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they build the power and they build it reliably, but then everything else is broken. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a lot of the the snowball effect of of in the pursuit of more power. Right. It, it's really easy to get a lot of power out of the modern modern motors nowadays. It seems yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. it's crazy. it's absurd. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for modern electronics being able to manage all that, well, that's the key it would, to the whole thing. I would say 550 horsepower is probably the top end of where you want to be without electronics. Really? If oh, you yeah, like be you're drivable. talking like no traction control, no traction control, no torque no management, none yeah, of that stuff. Mm. Streetcar, oof, I would say that. that'd be still a thousand it's still horsepower terrifying. with any of those things, like the yeah. common thing with all of our engine builders and everybody we talk to unmanageable like really? literally dangerous because you need like uh ec pretty much an ecu uh, is it built into the ecu like all oh, those nannies or is it well like you can a get separate you can system? Get add-on systems okay like standalone traction control systems but a lot of the new higher end ecus will have that built into it mm-hmm. and then you got like boost the gear and all these other things that help make it more manageable and smoother so it's not just coming on and blowing the tires off so there's a lot of different levels to it, but so, I think you need traction control. So what is the most powerful car you guys have driven? And did it have any of that stuff? And did you crash it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, about 700 horsepower, I think, yeah. is the, the, the most I've ever experienced. And that, okay. was the, that was the charger. Yeah, and that's no traction control. Like no what age. type of charger? It was 68 charger. What did it have? What engine? It was a. It was trends? a. It started out as a 440 Magnum. It was board stroked, fully built. I think it was about 496. Yeah, fully something like that. Ooh. Just a just a nasty, nasty NA big N-A. block. NA NA <laughs> big block engine. So it was like a light it, switch. It Yo. sounded. It sounded like old school NASCAR stuff. It was. Oh, it was cool. awesome. It was awesome, and it had you know pretty modern. Modern wheel fitment, Michelin Michelin Pilot Sports on it, like really sticky boy tires, three thirty fives on the back. Yeah, didn't stand a chance at all. And and it was like we were driving it on the friggin' highway, and you know we're just pacing. It's like here the speeds like we're doing about a buck twenty, hundred twenty kilometers an hour, and you just you just put it to the floor in Mexico, Mexico. Well, I mean that's close to the speed. You're just pacing traffic. But like you you lay into it with that car at that power level with no aids and it lit the tires up on the highway. Oh my gosh. Which is scary. With with at a hundred and twenty? Yeah. That's crazy. So I mean that was (laughs) that was that was one of those cars. I would have to say that that's pushing the that's pushing the But it was a super fun car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was like fun because it felt like it was trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, and it was and it effortless. Was also, like you could just lay into it anytime you wanted. Wow. And being a, a a big old classic muscle car, dimensionally the car is huge. It was pretty heavy and it was able to handle all of that in a in a sort of a a, a way that 
made it less terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's fairly like, can you imagine that oh. in something? Oh. Imagine that in something with a, a wheelbase or a track width that's significantly smaller, much, much lighter. And, and if you had the same amount of power, you would never get traction. You would just not get traction. That's a good point you should mention, which I think we should also dive into, is what you mentioned wheelbases and um what el what are some factors that play into putting down that power suspension geometry all kinds of things tires where where your mass is in the car like you can you talk about honda civics everyone's thousand horse. everybody knows somebody with a thousand horsepower honda civic and the single biggest thing that you see those guys having problems is getting power to the ground. Mm. So until they actually, and then you'll see the evolution, they're pretty much all all-wheel drive now. Oh. Just to get them to try to hook and be able to put the power to the ground and make those crazy passes. Yeah. You're not putting a thousand horsepower in a front-wheel drive Civic only and pulling passes like that. Well, you would think because it's front-wheel drive, all the engine is in the front, so it yeah, should have they're, traction. They're, they're yeah, putting weight, tra weight transfer. Is oh, the I didn't think about to that. the back of the yeah, car. So yeah, they have yeah. like, they have like, a lift system like if you're talking like drag racing Civic, style, like, they have a lift system that lifts oh. the back up to, to keep the weight transfer on the front when so they're they when they're launching launch, right yeah. like i don't know that much i'm not an authority on the subject not but front wheel drive, I've drive seen cars it. but you you see the way they're set up and it's like the con the hardest part is for them to actually put the power to the ground yeah, yeah. so so yeah that the all-wheel drive systems and stuff that are being made for those cars that's the now, only thing that makes them manageable awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. all-wheel drives yeah because you watch these guys with the lambos and it's like they're getting oh my crazy gosh. numbers 1700 horsepower <laughs> all yeah. this type of stuff and they and can then, actually put it down too yeah and they're all-wheel drive cars and then Blows you see my mind just you know when destroying they, cars that are like you know a hundred times more expensive <laughs> yeah but they won't build a two-wheel drive one mm. they're like it's useless because over like a thousand horsepower, they're like, you, can, can't, you can't even put do it down. You can't do anything with this thing. It's just dangerous. Yeah. So you can do like a rear drive conversion on, like, say, a Honda Civic as the example. Again, if you did that, it's able to transfer the weight to the back tires and get a little bit more traction. But it's still, you're talking like the limitation in wheelbase. It's so short. It's such a small car that it'd be twitchy as heck, right? So, so all-wheel drive is the answer for that. So how does wheelbase play into the power, putting down power? I don't really... Mm. Well, you look at a standard drag car, look at the length of the wheelbase for them oh. and able to, to put that power to the ground. So anything over a 1,000 horsepower and something short wheelbase, is, you just can't do it. That's why you don't see them 3,000 horsepower. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Then the cars progressively get bigger, bigger, and bigger, <laughs> well, longer as you get crazier horsepower. Oh, that so makes sense. So you never sense. see a stock wheelbase pro mod car. They're always extended because they got to try to get this here and then everything back there. But all those pro mod cars and stuff, they're all rear wheel drive. Yeah. So I guess, okay, so the length of the car plays a huge part. Yeah, and then they it's have all, to start manipulating the chassis. Just, so then you start to see them move the motor further back into the chassis. I see. That's why it's halfway in the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> the nose is long, and then the you know they're trying to get the power over the back and get as much weight to the rear as they can. Yeah, I think it just comes down to weight transfer and sort of like the the dynamics of that, you know. But that's not a street car. Like that's completely different. Science. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. completely different. You're yeah. not trying to turn corners. With no, that. no, no. Just going so, like, a straight that's, line. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. And. Sorry. So drag racing is, is like one version of motorsports where, you know, more power is better. But that's the reality of it is like you'll see more, 
more commonly now, like when we were young, they're trying to make more and more and more power. Whereas now you'll see they're trying to take power out of the cars because making power is easy with all these new platforms yeah. and taking power out to make the cars faster mm. because they got to get it to the ground. So then you'll see they're like, oh, we got to take some power out because it's not hooking up. Oh, okay. So then that is a really like if these guys are doing that and you're looking at the power numbers that they're doing, it's like you start to work it backwards and then what is streetable. So if they can't even put it down on a prepped surface, why do you think you need it for the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Like we all want 1500 horsepower, but a lot of these drag cars that are pulling like, you know, these crazy, crazy numbers, you'll never be able to recreate that on the street. Never. Like they got slicks, they got prep surfaces, they got all these computer yeah. aids and they're still struggling with it. Prep so. surface is also a big thing too. Yeah, they'll pull your shoes off. Yeah, <laughs> literally like you're, <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of those videos and it's like you walk on it and even, yeah, and it's so sticky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've had the chance to walk on, uh, to do some drag races, but when you, yeah, if you step on the floor, like it is so sticky, you hear it. It's like, it's like yeah, freaking glue. You're not going out there in flip flops. You no. gotta lace them up for that. Yeah, yeah, it'll pull your shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just one example. I mean, you want lots of power for that. If you can, if you can transfer the weight, that's great. Uh, other racing sort of examples, like if you're a circuit track racer, having over a thousand horsepower is probably not that advantageous. You know, like if you're thinking about like a super lap battle, global time attack, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, those guys. You know they got huge huge arrow packages right yep. and then with that arrow comes a lot of extra drag you want more power it's just you know you you're chasing more power for that but it's uh that's that's one example like pike peaks pike's peak mm -hmm. is like one version of that as well normal circuit track racing cars that are not like overly arrow packaged out you don't want that much power. You're yeah, not going to be able to put the power down. Most forms of racing, the horsepower numbers are never crazy. Yeah. They're always like That's in that so sort of true. sweet spot between like 350 and 700. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're never like this exponential crazy numbers. Even Formula the, One cars too. They're yeah, not, they're they not don't, a thousand of horsepower. Yeah. Like those days, <laughs> like you look back at the sort of the heyday of like Can-Am racing and all that mm. stuff. Those guys had 1,000, 1,200. Yeah. And everybody was dying all the time. Yeah. And they literally had to back it up to a point where it made sense. Then yeah. they had to start using all these other things to try to make cars faster. Mm -hmm. That really was an awesome time in racing. Yeah, the Can-Am series. If anybody doesn't know what that is, you should you should watch some historic videos of, of that racing. It's amazing. But that was before a lot Safety. of the driver aids and things <laughs> yeah. of today existed. I would absolutely love to see that come back in today's time. Mm. Well, it doesn't awesome. exist anymore. Well, a lot no, of those, I don't like, think safety. so. I don't really know. I think the closest thing to anything like that now is probably more like, you know, the prototype class in Le Mans, like okay. like yep. the endurance racing. Yep. Because they kind of are allowed to do almost anything they want, but then they're also not building cars or or engines that are thousand plus horsepower because you're talking reliability. It's a completely different thing. Like. And the, the whole the whole balance of like you want crazy power but it comes at the cost of reliability mm -hmm. and and functionality so i mean this is the whole thing yeah how the, much power is too much power 
Yeah, I don't think you can have too much power, but you have to base it on what you're doing. Yeah. Like, if it's your daily driver. No. no. Like, I, I drove a... I mean, I've driven a lot of fast cars, but I think one car that cemented the whole... That power, you don't need that much power to have even fun in general was... It was a Project 8 Jaguar. Um, it's, like, limited to, what, I don't know how many cars, 200 or 300 in the world that they made. And they were, like, they put a 650-horsepower supercharged V8 in them and with some aero stuff and, oh, my, and all-wheel drive. And so oh, wow. it is so fast. It is one of the cars that I've driven that's the fastest that puts the power down because, like, there's, like, McLarens, all of that stuff, but they don't like from driving them they don't put the power down as well because they all have rear wheel drive mclaren does does do a good job but oh, yeah all wheel drive 650 and i was like why would anyone need more power than this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like blindingly is, fast when oh it my up, gosh it's a completely different situation yeah it's just like and it always hooked up too so i think yeah i think that is that cemented it but also like if you like if you drive all these high horsepower cars like we've been saying is if they don't have modern traction management systems it's almost a death trap it is it is all like it is i've i know i've had one near miss or two like reviewing a car or two that had so much power and not that a guy built in a shed and he was like, oh, here you go, 800 horsepower. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds like oh, fun. Sweet. <laughs> but uh, when, once you lay into it and it's like you, you almost start to feel something in your butt. Like you're like, oh, you just probably just turned the seat brown because. Uh, yeah, you bring a spare set of underwear. <laughs> well, you see it lots where it's like then they just back right out of it. And that's when. Yeah. Sideways. Yep. Because that weight transfer again is so, so important. So many of us think we can drive now because we got all these aids and we can <laughs> manipulate this power but then you get into something without any aids oh. and then it just goes sideways yeah i think that's the viper curse the corvette and the viper yes curse. snap over steer yeah and then, <laughs> wham, and you're like what happened to that guy what just he was doing good and then yeah. all of a sudden he's doing real bad like, yeah and it looks so dramatic it almost looks like they just grab a handful of steering wheel and put it in a pole mm -hmm. yeah but you know what actually happened he scared the shit out of him so let off completely let off completely and off it went so yeah yeah yeah, we've been lucky to drive a lot of crazy cars and like the electronics make it so manageable. Oh yeah. But then oh, you yeah. translate that power into a car that's not prepped for it and like you have no brakes, you have no nothing. Like a lot of these cars that we're talking about that are like you get to use this crazy power, but you can also stop really quickly. Yeah, oh, that's a big you one. Seven hundred horsepower in I don't know, your average like of course, you know, we've been in conversations with these kids like, Oh, I know a guy with a G thirty five with 600 horsepower stock brakes stock brakes <laughs> like the you know you want like i think i got a you know a message from somebody this morning asking for money because their buddy had bald tires and flipped their car 14 times Gosh. same thing and it's like sure you can build all this power but you got to build a balanced car mm -hmm. and then that's a lot of reason why all these things are so terrible and broken all the time because they yeah. just yeah yeah i think so many people get so out of balance that, that horsepower number yeah and chasing the, the numbers and not thing. building the chassis but then you just realize those cars are miserable to drive yeah they don't stop they don't handle good they don't yeah they're not good mm -hmm. so and even in modern cars too like have you ever tried to turn off like something like a hellcat like just even with traction control on it's a disaster but turning off traction control or even in a modern porsche like a 992 
or anything that they have about four, almost 500 horsepower, not quite. They're just an NA, not NA, but uh, base model mm -hmm. Carrera. Turn off traction control in Florida and see what happens. Like, yeah. there are still some nannies. They're even behind the scenes still yeah. saving you. Yeah. But I think a good a good thing for people to see is just turn off traction control or yeah. turn off stability control. Find a parking lot and see and what happens. Let her, let, her, <laughs> let her eat. I had that experience cool. in the Giardo Superleggera. Oh, yeah. Turned it off because I'd been driving it for a couple hours and then turned it off. Thought I'd... <laughs> I got this. I got this. No. Let me see what's up. And no. I was like hanging a left and I ended up like across four lanes, Ooh. sideways, just like pulling the tires yeah. off of this thing. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did. I did something similar in my M5, yeah. my E60 M5. I thought like, yeah, I'm going to just turn everything off and see what's up. You know, Ooh. and it's 507 horsepower and I did not realize just how <laughs> just effective. how effective and how well engineered the electronics package is, is in that car. I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn this stuff off and see what's up in an intersection. And I literally almost did a full donut. I was like, <laughs> sh sh my pants because I didn't expect it to be so awesome. And I got like real tires and everything on my car too. And I was like, nah, I'm going to put it back on M Sport. Yeah, and, you know, full. M dynamics mode. Yeah. After your just seats leave were it right there, yep, it's after, good. Yep. After your seats were stained brown. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Code <later>. brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the store. <laughs> Buy some new ones. Awesome. What is the maximum horsepower that you would say is a safe bet for anyone that is that wants to have a fun car that they can daily without any nannies? Mm. I'm thinking somewhere around 400, 450. 400 anytime we build customer cars i think we keep it around that 450 okay because yeah, it's reliable heat management usually isn't an issue because mm -hmm. that's always the problem when you start getting further up there and then you can manage it with good tires yeah mm -hmm. then it's fun but once you start getting over like 550 starts getting a little more sketchy yeah. 600 700 800 then it becomes you got to have a decent platform you put 700 in some normal car it's gonna be terrifying yeah which is some what some people want like 100 yeah. go for it but <laughs> it's gonna be terrifying it's not gonna be fun yeah because who doesn't want to try it at least once in their life and it's just like you know what go for it do it but you're gonna find that most likely if it's your first experience with a really high horsepower car it's yeah. gonna be parked more often than not because you're gonna be f too scared to drive it you and to you can't psych drive yourself fast up. Mm -hmm. like that's the thing you look at like legitimate proper track cars they're always like 300 yeah. 330 mm -hmm. 350 yeah. and then you can drive them fast yes because you're not you know the thing's not shifting and wham and the ass end comes out on yeah. you it's like you can just lay you can it, drive it 10 tenths yeah you can it's fun it's because you can stay in it whereas like these other ones they're just too much power manipulation and they're not fast they're like they're not fast on a track yeah so i think it comes down to like experience of the driver too like obviously driver experience is is worth a lot you know if you can if you have the experience to be able to manipulate the throttle and you can handle that get as much power as you want that's to a go big for one, it yeah. but like you know that's cool i think yeah. the progression not many generally. people have that kind of level of experience no because if you're not taking it to the track and like knowing what right. that amount of power feels like right. on i don't know a few weekends a year i think or and all of that and actually getting used to the car mm -hmm. then 
Yeah, I think for us, would like we came up at a time where like the horsepower growth was pretty linear, but now it's not. No, like you can buy a Civic. This is for the Civic. Guys. <laughs> I feel like you're always picking on Civics. Come well, on, man. That's where you start. That's where everybody starts. <laughs> but I mean, now you can take a Civic, which is what a hundred and I don't know forty horsepower. I'm sure someone's going to quote me <laughs> out of the box, and you can build it pretty easily or you can do a k-swap and get 700 horsepower out of it so you're that's a exponential jump like you're going from reliable daily commuter car to like death trap like a <laughs> missile and they are fast and you can make crazy horsepower so it's like there's no real you're not learning as you go no because it's like the jump and if you, you see the comments it's like oh i can just put this on and i'll make this yeah that's massive you're not prepared for that like mm -hmm. there's just no way so it's like, I think now it's even worse because you can make crazy power and you see these things upside down all over the place Yes, because they haven't built a complete car. Whereas we, we didn't get these 100, 200, 300 horsepower jumps. It was like, you're putting a cold air intake on. I got 15 horsepower. <laughs> I got 20 horsepower from this. Yeah. So it was like this really linear. Exhaust, and went, add and, more power. And then you were able to see and feel the little yes, subtle the differences. differences and where improvements needed to be made. Whereas now you can just jump to the end and build yourself this crazy death trap. But yeah, yeah. so I if, think it's, it's, there needs to be a little more experience between. Yeah, it's almost like if, if you think about it in context of something like Gran Turismo, the game. Okay. You know, you have like tiers of licensing that you go through and you start with like the slowest car. And you go through these tiers and you learn these basics and you just progressively get to more and faster and faster and faster cars. And yeah, you can That's learn how to drive because I can rip in a on way. there in the, in some of these lower cars and you jump into some car that somebody else has unlocked and it's just cool. like rip rip yeah, yeah and <laughs> you like you you're going straight to the you wall. You can't even drive it yeah. in Gran Turismo, never yeah. mind it in real life. Yeah. Like, but so if that's you've a, played the game and gone through all the tiers you progressively get better and better and better. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. now you just you so nowadays just you just you take your you take your factory car that's so capable already, and then you throw a turbski kit on it, you know, and in a weekend you have double the horsepower, the same chassis that it came with from the factory. You're gonna and discover it's all gonna be yeah absolutely scary. It's gonna be terrifyingly awesome and fun. I'm sure if you do it in a safe enough manner, that's cool. And if you're smart, like, you're like, I need more brakes. Yeah. I need more yeah, tire. Supporting. Yeah. Instead of, I'm going to put another 150 in this thing. <laughs> so but. I absolutely think that everybody should shoot for more. Just shoot for more. But like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you know? formula. It's like formula drivers, formula car drivers in general. They don't start in Formula One. Like oh. Formula One is like the top. Yeah. Like you have to go with lesser go cars. Part. Yeah, go karts and then, and then the formulas and, then and you move up in yeah, four, levels. three, two, like it's yeah. And so I yeah, imagine it if would they be have, fun to watch someone just get just get into a, a Formula One car and just be like, okay, <laughs> See what yeah. You can do. yeah. So I think in the real life, I'm like you know people probably hate me for saying this, but I think there should be tiered licensing in real I life. I was literally about to exactly say that. You know, like if you say, okay, I want to buy a new Viper. I want a new Viper, but this is your first car ever. You know, you should be like, okay, well, it's you're gonna have to go through multiple stages of of licensing yep. and driver experience training 
yep. I think is a really good idea, man. These cars are awesome. I, and and like, just respect now. these cars. Like now there's like, you listen to Matt Farah and all those guys that spend a lot of time with these cars and have done all of them. They're all kind of on a common thread. Yeah. You know? Of what tiered yeah. licensing. Yeah. Because I mean, especially where we live, we live in Vancouver and there's, I think we probably have short of maybe Miami or LA, the highest concentration of supercars mm-hmm. in the entire world. Yeah. There's an immense amount of wealth here. And it's like, we can drive by one of these insurance lots and there's always a front row of smashed up supercars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got ends on them because we had graduated licensing here. So it's like an N is like one step above a learner's. Yeah. And you can go buy a supercar. <laughs> That's crazy. So like 18 year old me and be like, that's bullshit. I should be able to buy whatever I want. But now I'm like, no, I don't think you should. No, you're not smart. I was not smart then. No. <laughs> you put me in a Lamborghini. I when I was younger, I would be yeah, dead by be now, honestly. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, having this conversation. Yeah, I agree with it, too. I think there should be tiered licensing for this stuff. Yeah. People yeah. are probably going to hate on the whole idea. Yeah. I think it's some sort of like, you know thing against the man i mean there's a lot of new manufacturers now that are actually including driving courses with their cars yeah but it's an option it's It's not like you have to but i think you should take it but if they mandate it they're probably not going to sell any cars like because people don't like to be told what to do they're like oh how can you tell me it's everybody thinks they're good yeah Yeah. and then it, it takes something like that or a bad experience to show you that you're not good yeah like it's We've all scared ourselves, and those are learning experiences. But oh yeah, but some people one of those learning that experiences yeah. at like 180 kilometers an hour. <laughs> she's might be the last one you have, like, right? And and the, the likelihood of those, you know, potentially a tragic situation nowadays is pretty freaking high, man. With these oh, yeah. with these huge huge jumps in power, it, it's too easy. It's too easy. To just you go know? out there and just buy a thousand horse, like anyone literally could. You could have take a one hundred and twenty year lease yeah. or <laughs> cat and away you go. Nowadays, like you could have a basic LS powered anything. Coming back to LS again, but like, and you go on eBay and buy a turbo kit that's you know made offshore, it's super cheap. You and your buddies have a couple of drinks, put it on there in a weekend, and you have something that will shred the tires. Yep. But if you you look at the progression now, it's like all of our customers are going, like the ones that have money and experience are going the other way. What other way? Like they're getting like classic 911s and things like this that aren't overly powered. Yeah, they're just. You can get that same visceral experience that from something that's not as. But you're doing 60 yeah, miles yeah, yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. instead of 160 miles an hour. And you can use all the power yeah. pretty much all the time. So like, <laughs> yeah, this kind of comes back to that podcast we did quite a while back about the classic cars, you know? And it's like, that's kind of the big, the big core point of why that's so great. Yeah, you know, you the classic car. feel like it's going to end your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the classic cars are, are so wonderful because they don't have all those aids and all that stuff. And it was a more balanced package. And a lot of times they don't have that much power. Exactly. And usually they have very little power. Yeah. Like yeah. 250, yeah, 75. Yeah. If you look at a lot of early Ferraris and Porsches and stuff, they're like 180, yeah. 200. Yeah. Like they weren't trying to make crazy horsepower because they're trying to make the platform as fast as it could be. And as, as good as, as it you could overpower be. it, then it's no good anymore. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like when you look at the spec sheets of stuff like that, and yeah. now you're like, what? Don't hurt your feelings. Like for real? Like this guy over here 
He's got an L on the back of his car, and his car makes four times more power. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, like, leave you at the light standing still like you're not even there. Yeah, it is kind of scary to think literally an 18-year-old could go buy a 707 horsepower from the factory oh, yeah. car yeah. and drive it well, <laughs> on in, the public in roads. In our era, it was all sport bikes. Because oh, every sport okay. bike could do 200 miles an hour. And it got to the point where they were going to ban them because too many people were dying. Yeah. literally an 18-year-old kid could buy a missile. Oh, my gosh. And now it's like the false sense of like you're... Your traction is only good as your weather conditions yep. potentially. So like we're we fix supercars and we know what happens. So you get a guy out in a car that's seven hundred and seven horsepower and he's got all wheel drive and he's got three thirty fives on a hot day and he gets this perception of what he thinks his abilities <laughs> are and then he's trying to recreate that on a rainy day and what happens? It's hey, no. it's yeah, we're fixing it. Yeah. So it's like there's they don't have that lead up to it because they've started at such a high tier with so many aids and so capable of vehicles all it takes is one rainy day and it's mm -hmm. yeah. yeah even if like even if you're an experienced driver because i keep going back to formula one but you look at the way even in the rain like they struggle with power you see them not pushing it 100 well, yeah. whenever it's raining because you will crash and they have every possible advantage. <laughs> Everything. Like the amount of downforce those cars create. Is yeah. Insane. More than the weight of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally insane. And still they can't do it. Yeah. But it's like wintertime here. Same thing. Yeah. It's like everyone has four-wheel drive. And they drive like they have four-wheel drive. But they forget they don't have four-wheel drive brakes. Yeah, true. <laughs> so they can accelerate That's such <laughs> a good. That's a good reference, actually. Like they can pull off the line like it's a sunny day. But yeah. when it comes time to stop, stop. that's uh -uh. when this shit goes sideways. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all learning curve. Like the rest, we've had enough time and experience where some of this stuff is, they just jump to the end and chaos. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think a lot of people should do a lot of research and stuff, even on like tire technology. Tires are the tire technology oh, yeah. tire That's technology is it things. is it is it an unbelievably fascinating subject if you want to nerd out a little bit and understand and like I'd appreciate say, how your car actually performs biggest thing you can do if you like, if you did that if you understood mod. how rubber reacts to temperature moisture and all of that weight and all the dynamics of how cars operate yeah that's I'd a say, fa that's would, a fascinating subject to, to deep dive on I would say that's the single biggest thing that we see in the difference between our more experienced customers and kids. That is the so type sad. of tires. Like that how they, many cars that we come in here that are like yeah. low level, like performance sedans and they got cheap, cheap, yeah. cheapest tires they could find on yeah. it. And then I'll get another customer in that would be like, Hey, I just bought this car and it's like right away. Like the tires could be 90%. Yes. And they'll be like, take these off and get me new tires. Yeah. yeah. Like I want proper tires. And then every single one of our customers, like even within the top end brands, the differentiation between say a $300 tire and a $400 tire is like, they comment every single time. Like, man, these tires are amazing. They're so quiet and so good, but they tend to wear out faster. So it's more of an expense. And then you'll see younger guys that are like, man, I'm going through tires like crazy. Give me the, 
whatever yeah. the yeah. off brand yeah. they eBay. Look, yeah, it give looks like what they're supposed crazy to. Treadline. Yeah, and then you're making your car even worse again. But Come then, forcers. Yeah. <laughs> Come forcer yeah. tires. There's, yeah. there's so many. That is like, an actual name, by the way. Yeah. So if you want, Horrible. yeah, if you want more power, buy better tires. Yes, <laughs> and I I know this firsthand because. When I had my 370Z, it doesn't, it, it has about 330, 350 horsepower. Um, so that's like, I think that's also a really, that's a really good car, a really good like powertrain, all of that. Mm -hmm. But an important thing that I didn't factor in at the time was tires. Mm -hmm. Cause I was younger, I was in college. I was like, I'm a broke college kid. I don't really have, I spent all my money on this car. I'm not yeah. gonna buy good tires. Any tire is good enough. And then I was using it, but then I went to the, tr I went to a track day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this car is almost undrivable because yeah. like everything, like entry, exit, the traction, like everything was just, and I was like, wait, why is this car so terrible? Yeah, I thought the thing was supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know, and I was like, what is this? And then a friend of mine had another Z and then I drove that one with, I think he had, uh, I think it maybe Pilot, Michelin Pilot tires on it. Yeah, the sports. Oh pilot my sports gosh. A really good baseline, and yeah. it was, you can get the you know cup sports, and but they're too expensive. Yeah, it was night, speeds. and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is insane. Like even though tires cost a lot, like good tires cost a lot. Think about this, like that is the only thing, but separating you and the road, like that is the only thing separating your car and the road. And it's the very last line of what's connecting your power to the road. Yep. So all these crazy ceramic brakes, all this stuff are only as good as your, your tires. tires. Yeah, so true. So deep dive on tire technology, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome to know about. I mean, even just braking distance alone is oh, a yeah. big, big, big. Oh problem. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, having crazy power and not being able to make it stick is yeah. That's yeah. Even the new 911s, like I listen to Spike's car radio, and they have a Spike has a bunch of cars, a bunch of 911s. But they were saying just how important even the tires that came on the Porsches versus the ones that they switched to. I don't remember what brands, mm -hmm. but they were saying even at that level, when you know, the Porsches come with a good tire, but yeah. they had to switch the tires that it came on because the tires were not very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they said. We're commenting just how dramatic it was. Yeah. <laughs> because they, yeah, just immediately made the car like 10 times better. I think it's like Pirelli's versus uh, Michelin's really or something. Pirelli's. I don't remember. Yeah. Like well, Pirelli's I mean, track tires are great, but their street tires are not, I don't think they're great. Mm. So a lot of guys go I haven't, right I haven't had good experience with the Pirelli's had good experience on, on the streets. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like, say on the street, Pirelli's so far for us have been the absolute worst. Yeah. But for a long time, they had very specific sizing. So they kind of had a few of the in-between sizes, so you're stuck using them. Mm. But there seem to be very delicate tires. Yeah. Like if you get one that's, you know, you don't even get, if you get a low tire, you don't even get opportunity to put an air in it before the tire is destroyed. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> never had luck with them. Right? Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap this one up? Get good tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want more power, get good tires. Learn how to make it stick. Cause just yeah. blowing the tires off and running around claiming a number of whatever if it doesn't stick to the road you're wasting your time very true you see it in the hoonigan races all the time like they're like oh this car has a thousand horsepower but whenever they do this versus that and it's sometimes a lower horsepower car wins because it can stick yeah. and stick the entire way that's through actually the a really good resource yeah because that calls out a lot of those big goofy high horsepower <laughs> cars 
I shouldn't say goofy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a learning experience, yeah. I'm sure. Because why waste money if you're not making use of it? Yeah. I would have to say that if you're going to chase big numbers, uh, make sure you invest in a good you know, traction control and torque management system to yep. be able to even drive it. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know what torque management really is, but if you don't, you should research it. It's amazing. And you could take any any crazy horsepower torque producing monster engine and basically set it to whatever kind of level that works really well for you. And it won't make more than that. And it, it makes it so that you can actually drive these things. So go oh, ahead, chase huge numbers, do it. If your budget and everything about, you know, your position in life, you know, makes that happen, do it. Yeah. The best part of the whole Hoonigan thing is the in-car cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll, put, they'll put up like some guy will have some crazy like 1,200 horsepower thing and then they'll put it up against like an R6 Avant. Yeah. And the guy in the truck is like, whoa. Yeah. The, the guy in the RS like, is like, He's just chilling. Yeah, <laughs> just looking, sipping, <laughs> sipping a coffee, yeah. one it's hand driving. Like, yeah, yeah with checking AC, his yeah, checking right. his text messages. Yeah. Yeah. The other guys just like terrified. He's like, Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk management yeah. systems, yeah. man. No, management yeah, that, right that and chassis. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there's a big difference. He just there. chassis it to the suspension. Floor and away he goes. Yeah. Oh man, you see. Yeah. You got to have a balanced package. Yeah. And if then you, you see if you the other want guy pre staging and it's just bouncing off the red liner yeah. all the way left and it's wow. <laughs> so awesome. Why are you going left? It's yeah. a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. So cool. we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for watching. If you like this video slash podcast, give it a thumbs up, give it five star rating, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.